So as I've uh, already mentioned, His Holiness uh, Gopal Krishnamaraj is um, very kindly spending a week here in, uh, in uh, Washington, Baltimore area. And uh, as I said, he's really, of all the uh, leaders in our uh, ISKCON society, he exemplifies this uh, mood of compassion for both the devotees and those who are, are not yet devotees, or at least are devotees, but they don't know it yet, uh, by um, he, he incredibly empowered to uh, build, uh, construct uh, temples for the pleasure of the Lord in many, many parts of the world. So uh, please give a warm welcome to His Holiness, Gopal Hare Krishna. Omagyan Tvedasya Kananjana Shalakya Chakshukritariena Sarmai Shri Graviramaha Shri Chaitanya Manavestam Sapitamena Bhutave Sayurupa Kadavayam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Kavodhidananda Shri Arvita Hare Krishna. We have been talking about building a new temple in Washington, at least for the last 25 years. And I'm glad that finally <coughs> the efforts are getting off the ground. I would like to start by reading a verse from the Chaitanya Chaitanya which Prabhupada talks about the importance of temple construction. Lord Chaitanya dispatched the two generals, Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami, to Vrindavan to preach the Bhakti Kaal. Rupa and Sanatana, as you know, were holding very important positions in society. 500 years ago, the richest kingdom in the world was not America, but India. And the richest part of India was a part of Bengal. And Rupa and Sanatana were virtually running that kingdom down of the Mahamudra ruler. So, but they didn't have their hearts to do it. Their hearts were more into serving the Lord. The first Rupa Goswami resigned, and Sanatana Goswami resigned. Lord Chaitanya sent both of them to Vrindavan. And why did he send? You will hear in the purple by Shri Prabhupada. Shri Prabhupada came. When Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami went to Vrindavan, there was not a single temple. <coughs> but by their preaching, but by their preaching, they were gradually able to, con to construct various temples. Sanatana Goswami constructed the Mother Mohan temple. And Rupa Goswami constructed the Govindji temple. Similarly, their nephew, Shiva Goswami, constructed the Radha Dhamma temple. Shri Gopal Bhatta Goswami constructed the Radha Raman temple. And Shri Lokanath Goswami constructed the Gopananda temple. In this way, many temples were gradually constructed. For, for preaching, construction of temples, is also necessary. I repeat this. For preaching, 
a section of temples is also necessary. Goswami is not only engaged in writing books, but also constructed temples because the cult of his because both are needed for preaching work. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted the cult of his Samkita movement to spread all over the world. Now that the International Society of Krishna Consciousness has taken up this task of preaching the cult of Gautya its members should not only construct temples in every town and village of the globe, but also distribute the books that have been written. Both distribution of books and construction of temples must continue side by side. So, our acharyas have emphasized the importance of temple construction. And in the Chaitanya Chaitamita, Baba says, these temples are like spiritual hospitals. Many of you in the assembly are doctors, and you work in the hospital. The Prabhupada in the Chaitanya Chaitamita says, these temples are spiritual hospitals where the diseased person comes to get recognized. As you know, Prabhupada came to our country in 1966, planted the seed of Krishna consciousness in New York, gradually spread. In the early days of our movement, Prabhupada was interviewed by an American journalist. At that time in 1966, India's economic position was very was very insignificant, and America was at its peak. So one reporter asked Prabhupada, "You come from a poor country. We are the richest country in the world. What are you going to teach us?" Prabhupada said, "You may be from a rich country, and I may be from a poor country. One thing is common to both countries." So the journalist was really curious. What could be similar between rich America and poor India? So he said, what is similar between, between the two? Papa said, the debt rate in both countries is 100%. So he had no answer. So Prabhupada gave us his pure philosophy, and these temples serve as spiritual hospitals where the conditions will come get exposed to a higher philosophy. This morning I was doing a Java walk on the walls and we met an American lady on the she saw us, did namaste. <coughs> so I asked her whether she practices yoga. I guess she must be practicing something. She said, yes. I asked if she comes to the temple. She said, yes, I know where the temple is. I go there from time to time. So this is just one isolated example. There are so many examples of how people come to the temple, get purified, and decide to lead a more spacious path. So, building of temples is very important. Papa was talking to, he was interviewed by a reporter called Janet Johnson, I think, when Papa came to Washington. When Prabhupada came to Washington, I believe from July 1st or June 1st to June 8th, July, July 1st to July 8th, 
And this was, I believe, Prabhupada's first visit to this place. And it was during that visit that Prabhupada gave instruction that we should have a good temple in Washington. We all know Washington is the most important city in the world and the city that has, America has the maximum clout around the world. And so Prabhupada wanted a very opulent temple in Washington. And Prabhupada said, the senator's wife may also come to visit that tent. Prabhupada's vision of a center in Tramit was to have a very outstanding temple. So these temples that we say are built for the benefit of humanity. The deities, the principal deities of this temple, the Lordship Shishi Mother Mohan. So the Mother Mohan temple was built by the sage Sanatana Goswami. He inspired the construction of that temple. There are various versions of the story. But one version is that Sanat, this deity of Mother Mohan, was first worshipped by Advaita Acharya. Advaita Acharya gave the deity to Purushottam Chobe, who was a householder living with the children, and who would be who would consider the deity to just be like a family member. I mean, his his other children would pay with the deity of Mother Mohan as he was their brother. So Sanatana Goswami was going after how doing Madhukari. At one time they were ruling the most opulent kingdom of the world, but when they withdrew from government service, they were living like mendicants. So Sanatana Goswami used to go house to house Madhukari, the process where you beg for your survival or eating. And he came to the house of Mr. Chobe. He saw the deity of Gopal, Mother Mohan, being treated by Mr. Chobe's children like their own brother. This is not proper. You should show full respect to the Lord. And then the Chobe said, no, this deity of Mother Mohan, he's just one of my various sons. In the night, the Lord appeared in a dream. He told Chobe, now you should give me over to Sanatana Goswami. And he told Sanatana Goswami that I was being treated as a brother by the members of the family. But now you have imposed so many rules in worshipping me, that I don't think I can live in that environment. So he inspired in a dream and Prashodam Chobe to give the deity of Mother Mohan to Sanatana Goswami. So Sanatana Goswami took the deity and he was residing by the Yamana. He took the deity on the condition that Mother Mohan won't ask him for anything. I'll take you, I have to do my bhajan. 
I don't have time to give you a fancy preparation. So, once the Lord says, why don't you put some salt in the bread you offer me every day? And, and so, so, Sanatan said, well, I'm using all my time for bhajan, so there's no time to bring salt for you. Of course, we can't imitate that behavior. So as they were signing there, the temple was in a small hut. There was a, one businessman by the name of Ram Kapoor who was going in his boat on the Yamuna headed for Agra to do to sell the salt. His boat got stuck in front of Sanang Goswami's Bhajan Kuti. And he was in great anxiety. Those days there was a lot of dacoity in India. And evening was approaching. So he saw at a distance a hut with light in it. So he thought he could probably go there for help. And as he went there, there was another Goswami doing his bhajan. He saw the deity of Mother Mohan. And by the time he came back from having a darshan, the Yamna's level had risen and the boat started moving. So this businessman Ram Kapoor then proceeded to Agra. He made a fortune. He came back and gave that money to Sanatana Goswami. He said, I made this money with your mercy. Sanatana said, don't give it to me, but construct a temple. And he constructed a famous Radha Madan one temple in Vrindavan on the inspiration of Sanatana Goswami. And then Aranda, he became the ruler in North India. Many of the deities from Vrindavan were moved to Jaipur or they were hidden underneath their soil in order to be protected from the the onslaught of the Mahamdan ruler. So Mother Mohan, well, the original Mother Mohan temple was built on the inspiration of Sanatana Goswami. So building a temple is very necessary. A temple is a place where we go to have darshan of the deities and you listen to our philosophy. Iskon temples are more like educational centers in the sense that we do have educational programs. In India, for example, in all the big temples, every day five to ten school children come from different schools to get exposed to Kirtan, to get exposed to the Bhagavad Gita, to understand the importance of eating prasad and so on. So, as I heard many of you say, this temple is not only for the present generation, but future generations also. And at Krishna's grace we have this very nice land in Potomac. I don't think you could get the nine acres of land anywhere today. But this was obtained at the right time. And Everything, everything proceeds 
according to God's will. So this endeavor to get the project started should be pursued. This is something that all of you will be proud of. The difference between the temples that are run by ISKCON and other Hindu organizations is the Prabhupada gave us the pure philosophy as it is, without any adulteration. And if we present the pure philosophy, the sincere people will take to this path. And our books, these books of Srila Prabhupada have been translated in over 70 languages of the world. And people all over the world are reading these books. Why? But they have an answer to most questions. So this temple that is being built is actually a great service to humanity. Because when Prabhupada was in Washington, as I said, he was here, I believe, from July 1st to July 8th. And in that very lengthy interview with a reporter called Janice Johnson, she asked Prabhupada a lot of questions. And she said, are you satisfied with the way the world is moving? Prabhupada said, no, I'm not satisfied. And he gave them a Krishna conscious answer. So these temples are the source of knowledge. These temples are like educational institutions. And these temples are being built for the benefit, benefit of society. Prabhupada needs to give the example of a blind man and a lame man. Once there was a blind man who could not see, and there was a lame man who could not walk. The two met, and the blind said, I had to reach that destination. And the lame said, I too have to reach there. How to proceed? And the blind gave the solution. My legs, your eyes. I will carry you on my shoulders and we will proceed to our destination. So, the devotees of the Krishna conscious movement have a strong desire to spread the message of the world. And you know, Prabhupada came single-handedly on a cargo ship with only virtually 40 rupees in his pocket which at that time was equal to about seven dollars of today. And he came, before he embarked on a journey to India, everyone told him, don't go to America at this age, you may not even come back alive. She was a Moranarji, who ultimately gave him the complimentary ticket on a cargo ship. She also said, Swamiji, you just stay in India and read the Bhagavadam to me. This is not the age to go. But he was determined. And he started with a storefront in 66 in New York. And today, today they have branches, which should be in every corner of the globe. So these temples can be built only with the active help of devotees like all of you. Krishna has given you all the facility. And by serving Krishna, one is never a loser, but only a gainer. 
in the Ten Candidate Bhagavatam, you read a story of a lady who was selling apples. The lady was selling apples. Anybody wants to buy my apples? And at that time the Lord was barely two or three years old. And the system of exchange was barter. So the Lord approached the lady with, with grains in his hand. But by the time he met with the lady, the grain had all slipped out of the fingers. Nevertheless, the lady selling apples, she was saying, apples, anybody wants to buy my apples? The lady selling the apples <coughs> gave the Lord the apples without any price, without any exchange. And when she looked back at her basket, what did she see? What did she see? Apples made of gold. So you're never a loser when you part with donation to Krishna. Very often we do our material calculation. If I give this for there, I'll have so much left, less left for my family and so on. Lord Chaitanya was once, after taking sannyas, headed for Navadeva. He was feeling very thirsty. On the way he saw somebody selling buttermilk. So Lord Chaitanya took the whole basket of vodka and drank all the buttermilk. And then the person who was selling the buttermilk said, Money, paisa. Pay the payment. The Lord said, I don't have any money, but my colleagues are coming behind, and they'll give you the money. So behind was Lord Nityananda, who was coming with his troop. So she said, One sannyasi from your organization came and drank all my buttermilk and said you would be paying for it. And Lord Nityananda said, Oh, I don't have anything myself. How can I pay? So then the lady said, Okay, tell the sannyasi that buttermilk was, was, was my donation. So, now let me go home. So that individual lady, she tried to lift the, lift the pot which was now empty, where the Lord had drunk all the buttermilk. But when she tried to lift it up, she saw it was so heavy, she couldn't move it at all. She was shocked. It was full. All the buttermilk that Sariyasi drank, and so heavy, you can't even move it. And then she looked inside, and she saw a whole pot had become full of diamonds, emeralds, stones, etc. So she gave a little bit of buttermilk to the Lord and exchanged got all these nice gifts. So, temples are built for the benefit of society. Temples are built for the benefit of humanity. And temples are built with the active support of the devotees. And as we heard earlier, the endeavor is to build a temple which would be 
which will cater to the needs of future as time goes along. Frankly, I saw the plan, and I've been involved in over 25 temples that we've built over the last 50 years. But over, over time, this temple will also become very small. But that's the way the Islam preaching is expanding. So I earnestly want to appeal to all of you, please help realize this project. As we said earlier, projects are built with the efforts of the devotees and the support of the devotees also. And Krishna is so kind. He gives us the opportunity to engage in his service. Actually, if you look at it from a philosophical angle, <coughs> the Lord is Ompurnam, complete. He doesn't need you, He doesn't need me, He doesn't need any of us. But the Lord is so kind, He gives us all the opportunity to engage in His service for the upliftment of humanity. So, please actively has built this temple. Plus each of you must be having a circle of friends. Like in India, it's gone has more than 130 temples. They've all been built since 1976. To build 130 temples is not an easy job. But these have been built because our devotees see that it is gone. There is a spiritual standard, there is an integrity, there is transparency, and they want to become part of a team who, that is endeavoring to spread the message of the Lord. So I'm sure all of you realize this project is important or not important. It's very important. If you go to the Middle East, and I'm sure many of you have been, you'll see a mosque say, every few feet. So when I was there years ago, I asked the local devotees, who has built these mosques? Is it done by the government? They said, no. It's done by the local people. Among the Muslims, is a custom. Before you build your house, build the Lord's temple. First day a Muslim will build the Lord's mosque, then he'll build his own house. But some of us have the belief, then he build my house, my kids' houses, grandchildren's houses, and then after three, four generations or something, the change is left over. <laughs> so we should have the spirit of making sacrifice. By Krishna's grace, all of you are staying engaged in service in a very prosperous country. And if we all endeavor, the project should be completed fast. Chaman Puri made a nice team, made a nice presentation. I think the design is nice. They have a good professional team. I'm sure with this team in, in charge, we'll make sure that not a petting gets wasted. Whenever construction projects were being done, Papa was very keen to make sure 
that the management was very tight so that his devotees don't get cheated. So German Puri in charge of construction, I'm sure there will be all precautions so that money is not misused. So please help this project. And it was proper desire that a beautiful temple be constructed in Tamil. Papa said this is the most important city in the world. And he wanted not only a temple, he even wanted a museum here. He had very ambitious plans. So we hope that working together, we may be able to achieve our goal. So everyone is in favor of a very opulent, very beautiful temple? But that will require everyone to make some sacrifice. Oh, that's tough. Everyone ready for that? How many are, in, uh, how many are ready? So thank you very much. And we hope that all of us work together to construct this temple for the pleasure of Prabhupada and their Lordship. Hare Krishna. Any questions? Comments? So I understand that <coughs> many of you have pledged, and I saw that pledge list before coming here. But I also saw many people sitting in the audience here have not pledged. I think sometimes we need others to take the lead in any world. So, uh, how much request is, those who have pledged, they have taken a bold step and hope that they will keep helping the project is done. And those who haven't pledged, should pledge. Once you pledge something, the management gets the inspiration and the determination to push the project. And as Shabanpuri said, the construction speed will be judged by the speed at which the donations are received. And a charitable society like Iskhan, Iskhan virtually has no business in any part of the world. They go in the restaurants. We rely entirely on donations. So please make an effort to help them assemble their Prabhupada's mercy. Because we are working with fulfill Prabhupada's unfinished project. And one of his unfinished projects was in Washington. Let's work together and with a nice temple of Papa's pleasure. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.